What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, July 9th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing. Addy Oye, Junior. Junior. Greg, Greg, I'm, hey. I'm distraught right now. Um, I, I got a tweet from Brian Smith on Twitter, and they, they tweeted at me, and they said, uh, at Blessing Junior, I'm coming for you. And they, they, they have a screenshot of Trivia Royale. And oh, yeah. it, is the, it is the leaderboard from uh, uh, Trivia Royale in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I used to be number two on the leaderboard. I am now number seven. And it looks like ever since I talked about Trivia, Trivia Royale on this morning's Gamescast, yeah. people have been coming for me. People have been right. uh, usurping me in the leaderboard. And I'm not, I'm not having it. So I'm playing it right now. Actually, I'm going to do a round uh, uh, right now. And I promise I'm not sponsored. This is just me trying to defend my own honor. You didn't know Trivia Royale. Uh, Royale, sorry, is a new uh, mobile game you should download for free. Then you can buy for ads if you want. Again, we're not sponsored. Blessing introduced it yesterday on Gamescast. I immediately got it. I bought the, and then I gave him the money to get out of the ads. Uh, and right. then, of course, I uh, showed it to Lucy James. She got it. Then she was uh, texting me overnight her screenshot of her. Michael Jackson starred in which 1990 Sega game? That's Moonwalker. Moonwalker. That's easy. That's an Moonwalker, easy one. Yep. That's, an easy one. Easy That's an easy one. Did you see that Joey got like top four? What Minecraft really rock is found in the desert? I don't know this answer. I'm going to say sandstone. Got it right. Oh, nice. Miller, did right, you see Joey? Number, number four. five. Axel Stone yeah. is a character really in which fighting game pr- franchise? Axel Stone. Okay. That's not, that's, that's not Injustice. That's not... Ooh, I'm going to say Killer Instinct. Nope. Ill Streets of Rage. Which is not a fighting game. And so... Let's see here. Let's see. Pong, the first true arcade video game released in what year? Greg, you're old. Do you know this? Fuck Pong, you, dude. 81. 81. Uh, I'm going to say, fuck. It was 72. Oh, was so young. close. It was early, early. Yeah. Nick, see, Nick would have known that. He was there. He was in the Midnight Launch lineup for it. Nah, he was Who's the creator behind the out. hit Civilization lineup of games? Sid oh, Meier. that's Sid Meier. Greg, if you give him the answers, you're going to fuck up the curve. Damn, I lost. Sorry. Wow. Look at that. God, he stepped up I to lost. the plate and got clowned out. Yeah. Kevin. We got the it, we got the same amount of questions right, but he got them faster than I did. And so Kevin. That's the name of the game. I need you to go into Slack and pull up the link I just sent you. Black. Uh, uh, I need you to do that right now. All right. This is a code black. Do you understand? Remember that from Grey's Anatomy? No. Well, you didn't I watch Grey's Anatomy? Watched, no. We have a code black, which means we have breaking news. <laughs> Ladies and Whoa. gentlemen. Whoa. Mario 64 is showing. We have the first look at a PlayStation 5 box art. Holy it shit. Is for the Miles white Morales label team. up top looks uh-huh. dope as fuck. Code black. We have wow. a code black, ladies and gentlemen. Also, <laughs> God, I can't wait for this game. Uh, if you want to go to Whoa. Mario 64, I'm looking. I This is obviously breaking as we went live. Uh, Barrett Courtney put this into Slack. I saw people in the chat start popping off about it. Uh, Wario 64 tweets, PS5 box game box art revealed. And it is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, the band at the top says PlayStation 5. It is white with black text on it. Uh, the band on the side is white with black text on it. Still has a blue gem case, obviously. Not obviously, I guess, but whatever. And then it's got uh, Miles Morales there uh, on top of the cover. He's got his little electrified hand. He's doing some webbing. He's got the PlayStation Studios logo on it, the Insomniac logo. I don't know where this came from. Mario 64 has not followed up the best I can see. Well, it's on the it's on the PlayStation blog. Oh, okay, perfect. Well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Is uh, there a so this is real? It's like also, the shortest okay. write-up of all time. The write-up is literally a sentence. It's a post called uh, First Look Box Art for Upcoming PS5 Games, and the write-up is from, from Sid Schumann. Uh, he says, a quick update for our fans. Here's your first look at box art for PS5, PS5 games you'll be, you'll be seeing on store shelves this holiday, starring Marvel super, superhero Miles Morales. Uh, I like it. I like I mean, it a lot, too. It uh, matches the, the actual console. Yeah, the blue and white of the PlayStation console. The blue and white, yeah. Quick question. Cool. Would you like yeah, it more on. if the case itself, instead of being transparent blue, which I understand it matches the console, whatever, uh, uh, uh. what if it was black? <sighs> transparent black. That would look pretty hot, too, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. But again, this is going to look cool next to your PlayStation when it's lit up. Okay. Uh, black, why, white. Why blue. would you have your games next year? You don't have your games next to your PlayStation. We can well, see we're about to screen. talk about today, uh, Kevin Coelho, how retail games are on their deathbed, how real PS1, PS2, and PS3 backwards compatibility is for the PlayStation 5, and if you'd watch a Sims TV show, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then, of course... 
You can also get the show ad free there. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. And of course, you can just support the show and kind of funny. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Head over to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games where you can watch live as we record the show. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Uh, go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody later. Here's the thing, though. You're wrong is a hero's quest blessing, right? This mm -hmm. is people doing good because they want to be good. They want to benefit yes. the community. They don't want the limelight. They don't want the praise. You know what I mean? The credit isn't what it's about for them. And that's why I'm sick to my fucking stomach right now to look into the chat and see kebabs on TV say, I put it in your wrong, Greg, WTF, all caps, about the Spider-Man box art, because I had the nerve to credit Barrett Courtney putting it into our Slack channel. Which is uh, what you kebabs, saw. I'm sorry, of course, that, of course, you're in my head using my eyeballs, and you saw me look at your mm -hmm. wrong, which I'm opening right now, and look at, yep. First off, nanobiologist got it into your wrong before, and you don't see him throwing a tantrum, do you, kebabs? You see nanobiologist doing this. He's our silent guardian doing it the right way. You're over here throwing a little hissy fit. So I'm going to ask everybody to get baby his bottle. Everybody get baby his bottle and his blankie. Kebab stayed up is, too late is, last night. All right. Is trying that to even get a doing it wrong. the right way, though? Because you're wrong is for when we get things wrong. They didn't no, even no, no, give us the he, chance to get this doing, wrong. What he's doing the right way is not making a big deal out of it. And that's uh, nanobiologist like, is doing it. Nanobiologist yeah, that's what is I'm doing saying, it saying, way, not it, doing it. You know what I mean? Miller, would I'm you just like, saying wait until we get things wrong before you're wrong us. You want me to give him the old fogey stamp? I would love you to give Kebabs the old fogey stamp. He clearly needs a nap. There it is. He's been given the old fogey stamp. And that is something you can't wash off, Kebabs. I want you to think about that today. All right? Think about what you've done here today and how you have desecrated kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Please screenshot it and make it your banner on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, of course, if you're keeping us uh, honest with your wrong, thank you. You're keeping people at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe up to date on what we got wrong so that when they get the show later because they're not watching it live, they get it there. And remember, they have to deal with the ads and they don't get a post show because they're not at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. I digress. Housekeeping for you today. Uh, it is Thursday, like I said, and right after this, I'm doing We Have Cool Friends with Andy McNamara from game informer talking about his 29 year career there for andy uh what that means where he's going next what his favorite memories were why he left all of that will be discussed and we have cool friends uh if you're not uh gonna if you're not in the twitch chat right now catch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny uh the we have cool friends podcast feed everywhere later on uh every uh, day this week at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Andy's putting up part of his full playthrough of The Last of Us Part 2. You can go to youtube.com slash games to catch it. It's all the way through Sunday, so you still have many more parts to catch up on, watch Andy's reaction, watch him cower in fear. Uh, we're reacting to Ubisoft Forward, uh, of course, the E3 presentation for Ubisoft. That will be Sunday at noon Pacific time. We will be live, twitch.tv slash games with our live reactions. We'll do a post-show afterwards. It'll go up on the games cast feeds. All of this will be up on youtube.com slash games and and on top of all that, uh, Barrett Courtney and myself will have after Ubisoft Forward on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and the first impression feeds. Uh, we will have our first impressions of Watchdog Legion, Watchdogs Legions and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Quip, Klarna and Hims. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Thank you, thank you. Kevin, you'll notice at the end of this first one, I have highlighted notes for you of images we need to look at. All right? I already got them opened up, baby girl. Here we go. That's what I love about you. Let's ride, big dog. Right now in my head. I have the motorcycle handlebars. Kevin is behind me, uh, cradling me. And then in the sidecar, it's Blessing with Portillo in his lap. Number one on the Roper Report. PS1, PS2, and PS3 backwards compatibility patents have been filed. This is Jordan Oleman over at IGN.com. A Sony patent has surfaced suggesting that PS1, PS2, and PS3 games could be emulated via the cloud. First posted by I'm sorry, to Twitter by user Renka Schedule. Uh, the tweet can be translated into English, at which point it reads, quote, a large number of game titles across PS1, PS2, PS3, in various generations of game consoles can be stored and used via the cloud gaming library, end quote. Uh, 
And then another quote, uh, these games can be run on a virtual machine that mimics the operating system associated with each game console. It continues. The company image shows drawings of the PS1, PS2, and PS3 being emulated onto separate screens. It's not clear how this would be achieved or whether it is tied to the existing PlayStation Now system. It could be that the virtualized operating system solution is a means of not having to build backwards compatibility technology into new hardware, although this isn't mentioned in the patent documents. Later, in the thread, Renka's schedule posts information from another patent which suggests that users will be able to record and create mini-games from their gameplay and share it with their friends via the cloud. This sounds as though it could be associated with the DualSense controller's create button in previous Sony patents that mentioned, quote, screen, scene tagging, which could allow players to record playable sections of games and share them. Obviously, take all these patents with a hefty grain of, grain of salt, as it just means Sony is researching and looking into this technology. Nothing is confirmed. Blessing. Craig. We, you know, patents are a dime a dozen on Kind of Funny Games Daily. We bring them up. You talk about them. Does this make sense? Does it make sense? The AI, I'm going to pay an AI to tell me how to have, get around this section of the game. I'm going to get a PlayStation 3 controller that breaks into two move wands. All sorts of stuff you never see or don't know about or what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you put any money down that this is happening? Is this how we solve backwards compatibility for the PlayStation 5? Very possibly. Because yeah. I've kind of already given it up that we're not going to see native backwards compatibility as far as PS1, PS2, and PS3 games on sure. PS5. Because I, I, if if the hardware could do it, they would have told that t- told us that during that Mark Cerny talk. Uh, oh, and so would they have? Blessing. Would yes, they have? They, Kevin, please show image number have. one. Please show image number one, Kevin. Of course, during the Mark Cerny talk, they showed this image, and the world was set on fire. If you don't remember this, ladies and gentlemen, it's the one that says backwards compatibility is a little P. At the top, it says PlayStation 5 native mode. Then it says PlayStation 4 Pro, Pro Legacy mode. Then it has PS4, and it says PS4 Legacy mode. Most, most normal people unlike us looked at this and were like cool moving on and then everybody else like us stopped and went hey wait a second motherfucker why is there why are there why why are there multiple spaces underneath that if if you're driving if you're driving a tractor right now maybe a tractor trailer you're long hauling some mattresses imagine a p and then in the top portion of the p of the ps5 ps4 pro ps4 that i just talked about then the trunk of the p and a little bit of the bottom of the p right empty space not good for graphic design many would say now, is this just an ugly-ass way to do this? Probably. But maybe it's not. Kevin, show image number two. This, of course, is one that's been uh, mocked whoa, up a million different whoa. times by people on the internet. But what it does is it fills in the trunk with PS3, PS2, PS1, then connects them with a little line to remastering engine. Now, of course, all of that right there is bullshit. That is just something somebody else inserted in there. But this was the thing where people show image number one again, looked at image one, and they were like, well, there's a lot of space in there. What could that possibly be empty for, right? And then you jump over here. They say they want to fill it in here now. So the question is, was Sony forward-thinking enough during their Mark Cerny talk to put this in there as an Easter egg teaser? This is like Avengers, right? This is the first Avengers, and then we're going to jump to Avengers Endgame or whatever. Like Then you come over here, and then it all pays off in the end, right? It's more like this first P is Iron Man, and then Endgame is the second image, right? Is it, it do, Have they been laying the groundwork for this? My prediction is no. That is just an ugly graphic, but it's fun to speculate on, and I've seen the internet talk about it a million times, and people have written in about it, and I don't think we've ever addressed it head on, but now we're here. Can the cloud be the solution to backwards compatibility blessing? Could we see a PS3, PS2, PS1, and a little line connecting it to PS Now? I honestly think that would make this graphic make a lot more sense, right? And like, yeah. just get rid of the the remastering engine that they have written here on 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 this mock-up graphic. Just replace two, yeah. that. Just replace that with uh, cloud solution or what or however you want to phrase it. Like, I I I think it makes sense for them to to talk about the PS4 Pro and PS4 backwards compatibility at that P- PS5 event with Mark Cerny because he was talking talking specifically about hardware, um, but. Yeah, if you're bringing in like this cloud stuff, you're bringing in this this forward-looking stuff that might not come to fruition at the be- beginning of the generation. Might be something that comes through maybe year two or year three. If you're able mm-hmm. to to pull this in and make it work uh, uh, within the cloud, yeah, I, th- I I I think that's honestly like really possible and would be a great solution for this. Oh, let me not say great; it would be a solution for this. I think the right. great solution would to make that stuff work on the Native hardware way. side and and f- for for you guys to make 
like some kind of uh, emul emulation solution uh, for the PS1 and PS3 games. That said, I'm also fine with this. Like, I think this is also a fine solution. Yeah, it's fascinating because I don't, it's, it's so, it's such an X-Files moment of I want to believe. I want to look at this P and think that they did it all on purpose like this. And this is the whole reason they did it the way they did it. And they were building up to this moment, but I just can't believe it. I hope it's true. I hope this patent's correct. You said, I you know, a few years it. from now. Why can't I? Because mm -hmm. it's totally have your cake and eat it too. Can, is PlayStation going to get everything right? I've seen this. I've covered this company for 13 years. I've seen them fuck it up a lot of times. <laughs> like, I don't feel like this is a real solution. And I think it also goes back to the fact that people cry out for backwards compatibility. But like, I don't know how that really moves the needle for them. I know that for Xbox, it's a huge selling point and a big deal. But I don't know how many people are going back into their PS3, PS2, PS1, you know, Xbox libraries and by comparison and finding that real thing out of it. You know, PlayStation 4 doesn't have that and clearly didn't need it. And that's the thing where I think PlayStation and especially towards the end of or, you know, once we got to PlayStation being a runaway success, right? It's the path of re least resistance for them of like, cool, like we don't need to rock the boat. We don't need to commit overcommit resources to figuring this out. Maybe they figure it out easily. Maybe that's the thing. Again, it would be a great way to and I don't mean it in a, as annoying as it sounds, but it shut fans up of like, all right, cool. You want that? You have it. There mm -hmm. you go. But it is well, also the same thing to your point. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you talk in a second. It's your, I'm just fired up. It's a it's your can of worms as well, Blessing, right? Where even if you announce this, PlayStation Now, we're using it, we're emulating, you can play that way. So many people are going to be like, oh, but there's going to be latency. I don't want that. Can I, I, you know, I want a backwards compatibility natively. Yeah. And I, but I, I, I think the shutting fans up thing, like, isn't far off because I think when you look at PlayStation and you look at, you look at, the comparison points between the PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 or whatever uh, and other platforms, the thing that PlayStation doesn't have is that long legacy uh, being able to be played on the current system. Like, that's the thing that Microsoft has nailed with Xbox One. Sure. You know, you're able to play Xbox and you're able to play 360 games and you're able to have all the benefits and stuff. And Xbox Series X is going to have that also. You're able to play pretty much anything on PC, you know, going back. Even totally. Nintendo on Switch, you know, it's not the ideal solution, but you're you're able to play NES online games and SNES online games. And they seem to be continually adding stuff to that. Like, every other company has some way that they are allowing for their legacy to be experienced in a way where it kind of shines a light on PlayStation how they're not, they're not doing that. And when you 100%. look at dollars and cents, makes sense, right? Like, how much money are you going to make off of backwards compatibility? I think it makes 100% sense on why, uh, from a pure business sense, they don't pay too much mind for that stuff. But I think where you look at that from a dollars and cents uh, standpoint and go, okay, let's not worry about this for our hardware. Let's not, let's not put the focus on creating the PS5 with PlayStation 1 through 3 in mind. Let's instead integrate that stuff later on in a way that is probably cheaper, in a way that is probably easier uh, to do than to to make that stuff work on it uh, from a hardware standpoint. So I I think honestly this could end up being a thing that works the, for the best of both worlds in PlayStation in terms of hey let's let's find a way to make this not a comparison point anymore for us and all the other guys. Like of course people are still going to talk about how X, the Xbox Series X can emulate stuff better. Like that that's going to be a thing that people will say if the streaming solution is a thing for PlayStation, but you know, you ha being able to play the PS2 library on PS5 is going to be good enough for so many people that I think it, it allows them to, sh to to shut down that side of the conversation. You bring up an interesting point, though. Uh, you know, you just listed out how, of course, Xbox has been so big on we are the Xbox family. Uh, you know, you can play everything here. Uh, PC, of course, never had to deal with this. Uh, Switch uh, with Nintendo Online and figuring out different ways to do it. Kevin, can you bring up the thing I just slacked you as well? It's this box art also from Wario 64. This is old. This is from May 7th. Uh, but it was like, is this, you know, nobody really knows, but is this the box art for Xbox, right? Where I, th I think if you compare this to the PlayStation 5 art, like, again, it's the, a very visual uh, example of the two different tracks these companies are taking where xbox right is just making their box say xbox at the top then xbox series x xbox one with the optimized for series x logo on it meanwhile playstation is here it is it's playstation 5 it's a brand new thing it's a brand new box this is what it looks like they continue to uh go with the archaic way and granted i know there's examples of backwards compatibility in the past don't get me wrong but this archaic thing of like every playstation is a playstation unto itself it's its own generation right yeah whereas i think xbox is really about right now embracing that legacy and being pro-consumer and saying if you bought a game somewhere before with us you have that game that you know if you bought on xbox 
if you bought it on the Xbox, you bought it on 360, you bought it on the Xbox One, like you have that game here. It's still part of that. Whereas PlayStation doesn't rely on that messaging the same way. And again, it didn't hurt them this generation. Now, I think, of course, to sit there and say, well, what worked for the past seven years is going to work for the next seven years is bullshit. I think you have to look at look around and as people get, you know, savvy about their uh, digital management rights, right? As they get savvy about what licenses are, as they get in, they get more and more invested into this digital ecosystem, which is the next one place story. PlayStation has to have answers for this. And so I, I'm faced with, as we get ready for this, a tale of two Sonys, right? Where you talked about um, the backwards compatibility stuff's interesting. I think you said maybe, you know, in a few years or whatever. I wonder more if it could be the, at their next event, right? I think Grubbs got them down for an August thing we were talking on Gamescast about, right? Like that there's another uh, PlayStation. Jeffy, Jeffy Grub Grub? Yeah. I'm, oh, yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. Jeffy Grub Grub has him on his okay. summer game messes yeah. in August thing, right? Am I wrong about that? There's another one coming up that I Tim yeah, yeah. talked to me about yesterday. I think Tim was talking about an August one. Okay. So you figure I would love that one to ha- include this, right? Like I feel like that we, at some point you have to talk about the services. Uh, hold on. That's poor. Of the PlayStation 4 or 5. And like mm-hmm. when you get into the price and what PlayStation Plus is and what PlayStation Now is, I think if you're going to rebrand PlayStation Now or at least relaunch it in air quotes for people who haven't paid attention in a long time, this is the way you do it, right? Of like, listen, we've heard you in that. That can be their thing of like, we've heard you. We know you want this. Like, this is how you get these games. But even then, to the point, right, it's emulation. It's not actually having those. If you have, uh, you know, I have Metal Gear Solid uh, on PS1 over there on the bookshelf, two discs. Like, that doesn't help me get it on this if this is the way, only way you're able to go backwards compatible with it. Yeah, and I and I, I honestly think it makes sense even with their strategy. It's, well, actually, especially with their strategy of we're we're PlayStation and we believe in generations. I think you look when you look at that. I it's kind of hard for me to pick that apart as a strategy, especially when we look at technology and the way that technology evolves and the way that yeah, at a certain point, the PlayStation Five is not going to be able to play PlayStation Seven games. Like at a certain point, the generations thing makes a lot of sense. I think the main point of contention with that is. With that, you then have the loss of so many games from the past. And I think if you make this a solution, that then kind of bolsters that whole thing of, okay, yeah, generations can be cool because now we're finding ways to play the previous generations on the current machine. I think the most interesting thing from this whole patent is the idea of, I think it was, it was the scene tagging or whatever, where you're essentially able to, right. to make your own challenges. Um, and they're talking about how that could integrate with the the new create, create button. button. Yeah, uh, all the different stuff. I, that's something that I don't know will make it to the end product, but I think could be a cool idea if I can like do a speed run thing on a game and then challenge my friends to, to see. That's uh, to that. that's the thing where I think honestly that that one sounds even that one. And I, since I don't know Renka underscore schedule, right? And again, they're just looking at patents. I get, but like that one sounds so plausible to me that it actually bolsters this uh, backwards compatibility emulation, whatever you want to call it, where it's like. Remember, they made they, we've you know the share button's gone, but it's now the create button. And it's going to give you a whole bunch of new things. Again, this is what I'm talking about: services, right? You have to sit down and explain this at some point. <laughs> there has to be a video explaining what the fuck you mean, and this does make sense, right? Of like, you you can set a time trial, like, all right, cool, you know, we you play through part of the, uh, one of the uh, battles in The Last of Us, right? And then at the end, you hit the create button, and cool, I want to set it as a time trial. It took me this long. Now I st- I forward that over to you, blessing, and you get to go back. You can hit with one button, jump into your copy of The Last of Us Part Two, jump into that battle, run around and see if you can do it faster than me. Right? Like that's a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we can use that. Like, and then that's the thing. That sounds like one of those ideas, like the touchpad, or you know, like um, even like the motion stuff that's in the the Dual Shock or what's going to be the Dual Sense, where Maybe maybe a few first parties utilize it and not many other because this sounds this sounds like something that you would have to actually implement as a developer in your game if you want that stuff to, to actually work because I don't think you can magically make this time trial system or this um, challenge system work in any game unless they figure something out that's like mind blowing that well I mean you'd have to do an overlay on, on top level. of it right yeah, yeah yeah and so like unless it's something like that um, which could be really interesting that also seems like it, it could get a little bit a little messy. Um, still though, like it seems like a cool, cool, neat thing that I'm down to see implemented, uh, in some games. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. Obviously I'm more excited to see what happens with backwards compatibility or whatever you want to call it. Cause obviously it's like emulation via the cloud, but it's backwards compatibility in the way we think about backwards compatibility, right? Yeah, well, yeah. here's my thing. Do I need the headline of this episode? Cause I sent Andy could PS5 get PS1, PS2 and PS3 backwards compatibility. 
which is I mean it's kind would, of would, would you say game streaming is back I, I would say game streaming is backwards it's a form of backwards <laughs> PS5 get PS1 PS2 and PS3 via the cloud yeah and uh, well, here's the thing, accurate. right? PlayStation now can play PS3 games on the PS4. Do we call that backwards compatibility? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like in, yeah. I feel like you can. It's just that's not, got a question mark we, on it. So that's a question, I guess. You know what I mean? And now we're debating I mean, the for, for for the headline. Yeah, I'm put, just put a question mark on it. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but for like for the actual, content, for the actual conversation though, like I, this is a form of backwards compatibility that is non. Uh, uh, preferred like i don't necessarily prefer this especially if it is going to well, be again because it ignores your entire catalog right well if it's if it's the same as ps now where like if it's entirely cloud streaming and i'm pressing r2 to shoot and like i had to wait like yeah. a millisecond for the gun to actually go off i'm not gonna prefer that but once again it depends on how on how widely it's implemented and how much of the library they're able to bring forward and then also like I don't know, all the other things that kind of go into it uh, in terms of what the experience is. Just tell us what's going on with PlayStation 5 already. You know what I mean? I saw hey, a bug in August, great. according no, to Jeffy Grubgrub. Jeffy Grubgrub, let's see what you Jeffy got. Grub, Grub. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. This is a big one, all right? And when I say big one, I mean like it's a giant like uh, fucking story here. Uh, did digital games just uh, knock out physical games? There's multiple things going on here, but we're going to start with Brandon Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz, who says 80% of Capcom game sales are digital. Four out of five games Capcom sells are digitally distributed, uh, distributed digitally, actually. And the publisher believes there's still room to grow that share. In, re- in response to a question at its annual, share- annual shareholders meeting, the company confirmed that its digital sales ratio on games is currently sitting at about 80% and trending upwards. Quote, while it ultimately depends on how our customers behave going forward, for the time being, we are promoting our digital strategy with an objective of 90%. Since there are some customers who prefer to own discs, the company said, we aim to continue expanding our business performance by maximizing the benefits of digital sales, uh, which include being able to provide our content both for longer periods of time and throughout the world, end quote. Capcom shift to digital is happening faster than the company expected. Last year, it reported digital distribution made up 53.3% of its sales. And while the company did expect it to jump in 2020, it only projected that growth to reach 75.4% this year. The Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion was cited last year as the main factor that would lead to the jump. However, it did not expect 2020 to be an anomaly. Uh, Even at the time, Capcom predicted an 80 to 90% digital business in the medium to long term. Now that leads us to James Batchelor, also at GamesIndustry.biz. The age of physical video games is coming to an end. That's according to David Barben, uh, founder and CEO of Elite Dangerous Studio Frontier Developments, who believes the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated the shift towards digital distribution. Maybe it's Brabin. Brabin uh, shared his thoughts on the virus's impact uh, on the industry during the opening session of today's GamesIndustry.biz Investment Summit online. Portillo, I swear to God, you wanted to be you wanted to sit in the lap. Now you got to make it through this news story. Yeah, Portillo. Discussing changes to player behavior during lockdown in various nations around the world, uh, Barbin noted that more and more are turning to digital video games. "Quote: We've seen an acceleration in the transition from physical to digital," he said. Uh, "This." Or I'm sorry, that is a good thing. It's probably two to three years before physical more or less goes away, and it's probably accelerated that time scale a bit, end quote. His comments follow similar insight from Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick, who also told GamesIndustry.biz that he expects the pandemic to accelerate the shift to digital distribution. However, Zelnick added, quote, we don't expect physical goods to go away, nor would we like them to go away. Following Brabin's comments, uh, GamesIndustry.biz publisher Christopher Dring observed the chart's data. Uh, shows digital sales for both PlayStation and Xbox games uh, have increased significantly, which is, quote, unheard of in a year where new consoles are due to arrive. Figures from NPD and GFK show that the U.S. and U.K. markets both saw dramatic increases in sales of physical games last month. And, blessing, there's even more to add to this. All right, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. We're going to enter in now with industry analyst uh, Daniel Ahmad, who tweeted this today. People in the com and he's quoting the story here, right, of like uh, the 80 percent for Capcom. Uh, People in the comments saying, quote, this is only because of covid lockdowns are incorrect. The 80 percent figure is from the 12 month period between April 2019 and March 2020. 
Granted, Iceborne played a big role uh, driving that gr- or driving growth that year. Ultimately, the industry cl- trend is clear. And I'm, c- I'm putting a f- his thread together here and then going to a different thread he did. But continue on this thing. Capcom is certainly on the high end of the spectrum when it comes to percentage of console game sales that are full game downloads. We are entering, quote, next gen with digital greater than 50%. That doesn't mean physical is going away, though. Uh, when Daniel put these, this tweet up, he quote tweeted his tweets from May 21st that read like this. Take two says that 55% of console full game sales in FY 2020 were digital, up 38% last year. In other words, people purchased more games digitally than physically. This year, Take Two expects digital share of console games to reach 68%, parentheses, slate, skews digital. For reference, EA said that 49% of its console full game sales in the past 12 months were via digital download. Sony said that 51% of all games sold in the PS4 in the last 12 months were via digital download. In other words, we enter next gen with digital greater than 50%. Blessing. I've thrown a lot of numbers and percentages and figures and gamesindustry.biz reporting at you. What is your takeaway from all this? Uh, it, it seems like we're finally uh, living in the future. Like, I feel like this is the thing we've, we, this is kind of what we've been building up to over the last couple of generations where, yeah, like you see PS3 and Xbox 360 really usher, usher in um, what will become like the digital future of, of video games and we're finally here where most people are playing digital um and so yeah this is pretty cool and again and i think daniel mod pointed this out it explains why uh playstation putting out a digital version of the ps5 yep. makes 100 percent complete sense um along with what will probably probably be xbox lockhart like these consoles are, are, are making more and more sense as we look at the numbers and understand that oh yeah digital is now oh, the way that most people are buying games um so it's pretty cool yeah, it's crazy that it's actually happening. I know there's such a pushback from people who love physical games and love that uh, collector part of it. And I don't think that's going away. At least a question mm-hmm. from Parker Petrov, who wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash Patreon and said, Hello, Greg and Blessing. Uh, gamesindustry.biz has an article posted on digital sales and Capcom and 80% and yada, yada, all the stuff. In. I've been all digital since midway through the 360 and PS3 era, so this trend makes sense to me. However, with Capcom looking to only have 10 to 20% of game sales be physical copies, at which point does physical media become not worth the effort? Also, which company do you think will be the first to drop physical media and when? Blessing, when do you think companies have to look at this and go physical media doesn't make sense? Or do you think that ever happens? I think we're still very far from that happening. I think there's still enough people that rely on physical to be able to play games and inter- internet uh in quite a few places still aren't at the point where of course everybody can rely fully on digital yet that i think for the foreseeable future we're going to see digital or physical games continue to get made and continue to get um manufactured um but like i don't know like i'm i'm, I'm trying to think of what we see from indie games right where there's so many indie games that come out digital only there's so many uh online only games that come out digital only like i i feel like at a certain at a certain point it does become dollars and cents and for the big triple a games i think those dollars and cents are going to play out in a way where yeah we got we got to make the physical editions yeah. but at a certain point like i think i think you could start to see double a games have that drop off like at a certain point games like uh spongebob battle for bikini bottom like how vital is it for that game to come out physical I mean, they put out that fun edition, right? That Barrett unboxed. I'm sure a bunch of dorks bought that. Actually, Greg, it's an acronym. It's F-U-N. Oh, I hate F you. Is for, F is for friends that do stuff together. U is for you and me. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Right here in the in the, in the the crap. Right here in the deep blue sea, I think. In the great blue sea? In the deep blue sea. I'm going to say deep. But yeah, like at a certain point, like what? I, I, I can I see there being a case where late in the generation, we stop seeing those games be physical. Because... And it's just not worth it anymore to sure. to put them out there. I think that's, yeah, for Parker's question, I think to start at the end of it, which company thinks is the first to drop physical media and when? I think it's a smaller company. I think it's exactly what you're talking about. It's the, it's a company that is, I would, I would, you know, what I'm looking is I start to think about it. Like Capcom kind of makes sense, right, as they've talked about it here. But like, I feel like a Sega, Atlas, that kind of thing. And you already do see it for specific games that come over just as digital and don't come over as a physical. I think you'll see more and more of that. My thing is, I I don't know if you're ever, I shouldn't say ever. I don't know if in the near future, you're going to see a, hey, we're done. Like we're done making physical games announcement mm-hmm. from a company. Because I think it'll always be a case by case thing. And you never want to cut off your nose to spite your face. I think what making that statement 
looks passive, a million different things. Whereas like, you know, it's the same thing with uh, PlayStation, right? Where, uh, and I'm not even making a joke, Patapon 2 is a digital only game, right? Because why put it out physically? Who cares? Like it's not, the fans are going to buy it that way and not matter or care about it. But meanwhile, Last of Us Part 2, you need to have physical versions of because there are people who only want to do that. And you are cutting off a lot of sales by doing that. I don't think you're cutting off as many sales for Patapon 2 by not putting out a physical version of Patapon 2. Like that's the argument all these companies are going to have to have. And I think what you'll probably see is what you talked about, Bless. The, as you move towards this 90% for Capcom, and but apply that to every other company, and if that continues to go on, it'll just be, you'll see fewer and fewer games published physically, but the big ones, the ones that are going to have mass piece, uh, mass appeal and mass reach, they will for sure still be yeah. physical. Like your Call and of Duty and, and your Grand Theft Autos. Totally. I can, it's hard for me to imagine a future where those aren't being sold physically in like Walmarts and Best Buys. Yeah, exactly. And as long as that's still going. And like, that is the interesting thing of, you know, back to COVID, which as Daniel points out, isn't the cause of this, uh, but could obviously be helping uh, get this going faster. I think as you talk about, it'll be interesting to see obviously the sales charts and everything else uh, for this time period. But yeah, that becomes uh, is is harder and more is it's you know less enticing to go to Walmart and less enticing to wander the aisles or go to the mall or whatever. You could easily see those numbers start to go faster and people figure it out more. But again, there is this question of how good your internet is. Where are you? You know what I mean? It's similar to what we're talking about earlier, where you know uh, PlayStation Now being the answer to uh, backwards compatibility. Some people in you're wrong. We're like, well, remember PlayStation Now isn't everywhere the PlayStation is. So that is not a great solution all the time because you're cutting off people there that could get it. And it's like, of course, but again, it went back to the bean counters. They're looking at the greater good. You know, if it's a small segment of people who can't get something, uh, where are they going to get it to begin with? Do we really have to care about them? If we know it's going to hit this or we projected to hit this, what does it matter? Yeah. And I, I can also see the trickle effect of the seeing, because we were talking about how it's going to happen from probably the, 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 from the smaller to the bigger in terms of uh, games abandoning digital are abandoning physical. I can also see it being a thing where um, collector's edition become the thing for physical, right? Where you, you want to get, sure. I don't know, man, vampire or whatever, like whatever, oh, like yeah. double A game or Hellblade Sinua Saga. Yeah. And maybe that game is available digital only if you just want the game. And if you want the physical physical version, you have to get the collector's edition. Sure. Like, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's an NBA 2K like kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Greg, to... to shift topics real quickly i got a tweet from uh somebody on twitter named kim man at ai underscore iki86 who tweeted at me and said hey at blessing jr i played trivia real after hearing it uh hearing it in your kind of funny vids video this morning is this you has this ha this person has this uh, has the same or similar name was nice playing you if it was and this is literally the person who i played at the beginning of this episode of kind of funny games daily uh who beat me barely wow. got all the same same questions correct and so wow. shout, out, shout out to kim man congratulations you made it on the show uh in good game good what, playing was it barely or i mean he was a lot faster than you it seems like, like he crushed you yeah, he yeah. kicked the shit out of you well you know i was I mean? also I reading the, the questions live on the show well, you yeah and... you should have you know been on the show instead of just playing a game you know I mean, I'd love to knock listen. off and play a game right now, but I gotta do my job. If I was you know fully I mean? focused, I could I could have taken it. While we're airing no. our grievances with Blessing, the nanobiologist writes into "You're wrong." It says Blessing slaughtered the fun song. It goes F is for friends who do stuff together. That's U what I is said. for you and me. N that's is for anywhere and anytime at all. That's down what I here said in the deep blue sea. And that's what I thought it. That's what I thought it was. I got that right. What's he talking about? You can take it up with an antibiologist. Again, he's not a glory hound like Kebabs. <laughs> All right. And Kebabs does it right in and says, I DM Cameron Kennedy. He made a custom old fogey banner uh, with a picture of me in it. You can see it at twitter.com slash Kebabs on TV. I'll throw it over to you, uh, Kevin, as we cruise at uh, 30,000 feet. If you want to toss that up so people can see that. Oh, hey, your nanobiologist says, you said F is for friends that do stuff together. F is for friends who do stuff together. What? Is, you said you said that instead of who? He's nickel and dime. Okay, you, whatever. You know what I mean? Man. And here's I, the fucking thing. I slaughtered thing. it. I got it one is, word wrong. I slaughtered it. Is, it fucking babies like nanobiologists who are buying the fun edition all right that's why physical games won't go away they see a rube out there and they're like i can get an extra hundred dollars from this guy go ahead slap a pvc pipe with a spongebob in it shove it in a box with a can of tomato soup and they'll buy it there it is that's the old fogey uh this is number really three well made i just want to say that 
<laughs> That's how Cameron Kennedy does it. You know what I mean? Also, nanobiologist points out the interesting thing. If you want to go, <laughs> Kevin, while we're here, if you want to toss the box art back up for Spider-Man, uh, nanobiologist writes in and says, uh, you guys missed this for the PlayStation 5 case. There is no only on PlayStation branding, at least not clearly visible. Thanks to Cameron Kennedy for spotting this. Uh, no. Yeah, that's true. Uh, of course, this is, I mean, you're correct, but that could mean a million different things. I definitely yeah, don't I think mean, Spider-Man also- is coming to Xbox. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also, it's probably in this day and age of PlayStation wanting to leave the door open for PC. Why well, put that on there? Is it a, is it is something in general they're moving away from for the PlayStation 5? Is it that I just don't think even though is this is the PlayStation 5 box art, I do not believe this is the final PlayStation 5 box art for Spider-Man Miles Morales. I bet it'll look yeah, different. Yeah, because it's also not going to be rating pending. When it, when the it fact that out. it says, uh, you know, it has the PS or PlayStation Studios logo on there. There's a million other things, but yes, that is true. And it is interesting. And we should all keep our eyes on that. Well, you don't like the PlayStation Studio logo? I love it. I just think I'm wondering if that now kind of usurps uh only on playstation does that drive it home enough to somebody do you need to say that on something i don't, I don't, know. I don't think you need uh, to say don't it. you like want don't you want right? moms moms going ring-a-ding-ding ding, ring-a-ding-ding if phil spencer answers his phone he's like hey whatever it's me phil spencer and they're like cool i wanted to order one miles morales for xbox and he has to go oh not again that's only on playstation and he hangs up you know what i mean that's what they're doing that's what this yeah. is this is what i like to call a power play I bet on the back it has Phil Spencer's phone number. They're like, if you want this on something else, call Phil Spencer. That is smart branding. The PlayStation Studios is a replacement for only on PlayStation. And like, if they really wanted to, they could put only on PlayStation on the back of the box. Stop taking up all that real estate in front of the box, you know? Yeah. Number three on the Roper Report, Nintendo mobile games have strengthened franchises, according to Nintendo. This is James Carr at GameSpot. Uh, Nintendo's mobile titles help strengthen its IP and fan base, despite not accounting for a significant percentage of the overall business, the company says. During an investor Q&A, Nintendo president uh, Shantaro Furukawa uh, spoke about the impact of the company's mobile titles. Uh, Nintendo's strategy for releasing mobile titles like Fire Emblem Heroes and Mario Kart Tour is to increase the overall interest and player base for those IPs, potentially bringing more people to the console releases. Uh, Furukawa, uh, specifically cited Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, is introducing many, quote, female consumers and U.S. consumers uh, to the series who would later buy Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, Furukawa also said that the sales from the mobile games, quote, do not account for a very large percentage of Nintendo's overall business. Uh, But the games do lead to the creation of more Nintendo accounts, strengthening the business overall. A recent report suggested that Nintendo would begin winding down the release of mobile games due to them not being seen as not seeing as much growth as the Nintendo Switch. And that's why why I found this article interesting when it popped up, because I do remember that line coming through. Also, during the Q&A, director Shinya Takahashi uh, noted that while some production development has been slowed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, no games planned to be released in the current fiscal year have been affected currently. However, Takahashi also said that if the impact of COVID-19 is prolonged or becomes more severe, games planned for the current fiscal year could be affected. Seems like a very fluffy uh, call. Yeah. Listen, no, this- you might have seen this headline that we don't like mobile games, but they don't make money, but we like them fine. Don't worry about them. Females yeah, no, this, playing is in- them. <laughs> this is interesting to see like the back and forth of like, yeah, that reporting versus how they want to talk about it and how they want to treat their mobile games. Um, but I, I mean, I buy it, right? Like, I sure. buy the fact that having Dr. Mario World or Mario Kart Tour or any of the other Nintendo mobile games strengthens the overall branding especially because in that earlier report that we that we talked about on the show weeks ago at this point um you know they talked about how they don't want to necessarily taint the 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 brands like they don't want to like you know um uh messy up the name of mario by making it this this gotcha game like the only the only game they've really done that with is fire emblem and i think that kind of works for the that loop that you're looking for with fire emblem sure um Animal so, Crossing like, worked in the way it got us all talking about Animal Crossing and then going, man, yeah. I can't wait for the real Animal Crossing. And th- and that's the thing, right? Like they Nintendo like Nintendo is respectable because they treat their brands with, res- with respect and they don't want to like, you know, just use it to u- use them as a money grab. And so with that, with putting them on mobile, with having a wider a wider audience having access to them, but even still maybe not making as much money from it, like it doesn't matter because People are aware of Nintendo. People are, are looking into Animal Crossing, these different things. And so I'm curious to see. I know reports have said they're slowing down on Nintendo on mobile. 
I'm yeah. curious to see how much they slow down given this. Like, I wonder if they're just like, hey, this is not for mo- for our mobile strategy. Let's not focus on financials. Let's focus on pointing people back to the switch. I wonder if that's that becomes their shift. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I do buy that. They're probably like, all right, this mobile experiment didn't go the way we want. So we're probably going to start backing off of it. But I also do buy that. Yeah. Creating a Nintendo account is good. Getting people to, you know, log into your system and use all that stuff's good. So it's a mixed bag, as people would say. Mm-hmm. Number four. And final on the Roper Report is a, a super short one for uh, there's going to be a Sims TV show. This is Julia Lee at Polygon. Uh, the Sims is getting a competitive series that will air Friday nights on TBS. The Sims Sparked is a reality competition in partnership with E-League and YouTube channel BuzzFeed Multiplayer, where players will have to take on challenges to make unique characters, stories, and worlds in The Sims 4. The show will be four episodes long and will air July 17th at 11 p.m. Eastern. The winning competitors will receive $100,000. The show features Max's game developer uh, Dave Miotki uh, and BuzzFeed Multiplayer YouTube uh, personality Kelsey Impichi as judges. To coincide with the show, there will be in-game events for viewers and the top contestants in that program will be considered to go on to a future season of Sims Sparked. How do we make it onto the show? Well, I think we'd have to install the Sims and actually get kind of decent at it. I haven't played a Sims seriously since like PlayStation 2. Well, I reviewed Sims 2 maybe uh, at when I was still in college. But like, I guess that was the last time I did it. We all, this is how, this we how all old hear, I was. They sent they sent nine CDs I had to install on a, on a oh University of Missouri computer to be able to play this goddamn thing. PC gaming, get the fuck out of here. Uh, we all have access to the Sims 4. You you claimed it on PS Plus, right? You must have. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, and I, I'm pretty sure I claimed it. Kevin, do you have it? I'm looping, I'm looping you in, Kevin. Man, I got everything you need, dude. Kevin does not have right. the Sims 4. Kevin did the not Sims, redeem no, the Sims 4. I, I, I've redeemed every single game since I joined PlayStation Plus. You can't right. even say it without laughing. No, <laughs> like, no, I no. I, breaking. Like, the, I, I was just laughing because I was like, mm, I wasn't super listening, and I assume it was a PlayStation. Oh, okay, okay. Plus. I see what you did. I see okay. what you did. So for a second there, I was like, <laughs> in fact, I have a bookmark that's free games, and I, I click on it, and I go in it, and I'm logged in, and I, look, there's there's couple, there's three games I can redeem today. So you hadn't already redeemed those, but you're sure you redeemed the Sims. <sighs> I'm just saying, Mr. Coelho, I might be a small town. Here's lawyer, the thing, Greg. Have I not like proven? It... Have I not proven myself to you? Why am I sitting here talking? I said I did it. I did it. All right. You nailed me, Kevin. Uh, you nailed me on that one. Right, it's going to be you. It's going to be me. It's going to be Kevin. We're going to join forces, and we're going to play The Sims 4, and we're going to uh, quote uh, take on challenges to make unique characters, stories, and worlds in The Sims 4. Bless you. I, Here's what I'll say. I, I think we have it in us because, like, I don't goofy. think you get good at Sims Four. Yeah. I think it's just a thing of the time and energy you put into it and the creativity. Sure. I think what I love that. about this is that it's it's a game show or a competitive show, whatever you want to call it, that is based on playing The Sims. When I first read it, I was like, "Oh, wait, is this like it's fictional? Oh, wait, it's not fictional. So wait, is it going to be them like acting like Sims? And you play like, oh, you're playing The Sims. You're basically getting challenges and making The Sims. It kind of reminds me of like Cupcake Wars or whatever, Cake Wars, where it's like, yeah. Cool, make a cake based on Disney Infinity, the one episode I watched or whatever. That's, or that's a way better cake. example. My example in my head was going to be, oh, yeah, it's kind of like The Voice, but like with the, the Sims, but Cake Wars is probably a way better one. Yeah. Um, and that's a good idea. Like, I do like that yeah. idea of having these hosts, uh, Kelsey and Dave, sitting there being like, oh, that's an interesting thing. Oh, they're building in the house out weird. Oh, they're getting a lot of garden gnomes. Like, it, like Sims is a huge fucking audience. So if like you're legit, you know, good at Sims and you make a show that's built around actually promoting Sims fans and stuff like that, that's rad. That sounds really cool, actually. What what's what's the name of the the famous cook who's like who gets angry on the shows of people? I think he's like from Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, it. you know it's that. fucking raw. Who, who would be the Gordon Ramsay of, of Sims? Like I I I want to see that show where so where somebody is just, just fucking cutting people out. Just get Gordon Ramsay in there to judge people's Sims creations. I'm that in. Be, like, if that that's the show, so I'm in. so funny if Gordon Ramsay is just in and no one's explained anything to him. So he's like, why aren't they talking? Why, why aren't they talking? Why you have two swimming pools in your backyard? Nobody needs two swimming pools. I can't do a Gordon Ram- Ramsay impression. Do you think Gordon Ramsay's ever met Lucy James? Britain's pretty small. Probably, yeah. I saw you look back. I mean, I hear they all have that 100%. Well, I don't know if you know this about Lucy James. She's the quietest motherfucker on the planet. Like, she has scared Jen and I multiple times this house. She moves around like a ghost. She doesn't touch the floor. She'll just be can there I, when you turn around. 
the, I, so I was on GameSpot after dark yesterday, which I don't know if I'm supposed to say or not, but the episode comes out tomorrow, I think. I don't yeah, know. I noticed. Um, thanks a lot for that, by the way. That episode was supposed to end like an hour early. We had to delay watching the next episode of the fucking Golden State Killer show because you guys wouldn't stop yakking. We yak, were yak, having yak. great conversations about the best games of 2020, yeah, it's good. and it's you would be proud heavy, of me. It's good. I brought up Predator Hunting Grounds as one hey. of the best games of 2020. And so, That's my boy. That's my boy. All right, you're back. You? What was that, Kevin? Did they take it as a joke or... Like, oh, oh we, okay, all we all laughed. Okay. Oh, no, sure, yeah, we all laughed. Oh, sure, yeah. But um, when I was on GameSpot after dark, I hear I heard like sneezing going on in the background. I'm like, who? What? Who is like having a fit? Like, who's dying back there? And Lucy's like, oh, it's Greg. And I was yeah, like, he sneezes oh, yeah, that makes sense. Times. I should have known. I should have known because it was like the like the ten sneeze in a row kind of thing. Where it was yeah. like, you should it was that kind of thing. Like for me, it's two. For me, it's two sneezes and I'm done. I don't know. I it, feel like I, if I ever got five, I'm going to the doctor immediately because I'm. Dying. I go one hard sneeze, but it's it's a hard sneeze. Right, man, if I could, I would. Yeah. If I could, if I could, I, if I could, I would. Anyway, some sometimes four. it tears the back of my throat. First off, before we transition off of this just nonsense talk, I also think somebody tweeted that kind of funny. Should get on the floor is lava, and I watched uh, like the first five minutes of the floor is lava last night, and we should get on the floor is lava. Have you seen I'm his Netflix show? I've I've seen I've, trailers. They have three different teams, so it's uh, three different teams of three. So that's nine people. You can bring the entire kind of funny crew and break into teams of three and try to get across this fucking thing. I'm down. Okay, good. Uh, just a confirmation, Greg. I think like if we're talking about who from kind of funny is going to win, like hold on, I'm, hold on, I'm oh, I'm expanding. It's very small on my screen. Ooh. I still can't see. What does it say? Does it, it says, says download PS4. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, it says that. I don't know why, but I can download press this and it will in fact download. Do it, click it, see what happens, Coward. Now it's waiting. Now I have to go over my cues and cancel it again. How do you go to your cue? No, but the, keep down. We're going to play Sims 4, Kevin. We're not. We you not say that all the time, and I'm down. You just got to hit me up and badger me, you know me? Now, far, first off, that's a lie. First off, that we're going to play Sims 4, and that's also a fucking lie, Kevin. I've invited you to play Hunting Grounds how many times? You never play. Twice. I wrote them down. One was uh, <laughs> July 1st. <for, laughs> <laughs> I didn't write him down. I didn't write him Blessing, down. I can't wait to see this Sim show, but July 17th is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry, what was that? You said, yeah, really abruptly, like you're angry at me. I like changing it up. Angry? I like changing it up. Oh, okay. I'm not angry oh, oh, I like changing it up. I'm a robot. Uh, out today, you can pre-register on mobile for Crash Bandicoot on the run. Uh, Killing Floor 2 is available now on Epic Game Store. And, deal of the day, it debuts as a free game on Epic Game Store July 16th. Then Throne, ba- Bra- Throne Baker Th- Throne Breaker is on iOS. Meanwhile, CrossCode is on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Shakedown Hawaii is on Wii, PAL region only. Elden, Path of the Forgotten is on Switch. Crowdy Farm Puzzle is on Switch. Uh, La Ran is on Switch. Dangerous Relationship is on Switch. Solitaire Tribe Peaks Flowers is on Switch. Demons Rise War of the for the Deep is on Switch. 1993 Shen-ado- Shenandoah is on Switch. Uh, Trouble Days Switch. Uh, Primal Light, PC and Mac. And Soda Dungeon 2 is on PC. Uh, meanwhile new dates for you um on august 25th 2020 you're going to get the, uh, the game called jessica if you ever i haven't heard of jessica have you heard of jessica yet uh blessing no is it, like it looks a, like a, it looks like a telling lies what was the one that came before telling lies her story her story it looks like her story uh it's an investigative full motion video game uh launching on steam via windows steam os mac and linux jessica tasks you with cracking the case of a lifetime uncovering the truths behind unanswered questions was it a suicide or was the titular jessica's demise something more sinister i'm interested in that Milky Way Prince, the Vampire Star, is a visual novel that's coming out on August 13th for Steam, Windows, PC, and Mac. Uh, Nowhere Profit is launching on the PlayStation 4 July 30th. Remothered Broken Porcelain has been delayed until October 27th, Why this game? This game keeps coming up because I, ta- I talked about it on Gamescast that came out. Uh, Remothered Broken Par- Porcelain? Yeah, re- Remothered Broken Porcelain. I was, I, was I was making fun of it because it was at um, Opening Night Live, uh, Jeff Keighley's thing last mm-hmm. year. And so I was making fun of fun of it then, but I looked he wants up to be back this year. I looked up uh, images of it, and the game actually looks pretty cool. Like I might actually be into this game. It looks like a cool like little horror experience. Huh, okay, 
Uh, I have a new D de- I have a new date, which is also a deal of the day, which is also required reading <laughs> on July 16th. Uh, super hot is releasing mind control delete. It will be free for everyone who has purchased the original non VR super hot prior to the release of mind control delete. Now we're into the blog post where they wrote about it. Yes. It means we're giving away over 2 million copies of the game on almost every imaginable platform. For those eligible, your free copy of Mind Control Delete will be added automatically to your PS4 games library after the release. Check it out. Check out the official Superhot uh, website for details. So over on the PlayStation blog, there's a big blog post about this, right? So the new date is July 16th, Superhot, Mind Control Delete. The deal of the day is if you already have Superhot, the non-VR edition, you get Mind Control Delete for free. Then the required reading is the PlayStation blog post from the developers. Uh, As you know, I love a good, honest look into video game development. And this gives it because it's kind of like an actual journal post of like, hey, this is coming out and we're super excited, but let's talk about how we got there. And, you know, we released Super Hot and everybody loved it and we wanted to move on to the next thing, but we remembered we made a promise and we wanted to do this. So let, I'm going to read a couple graphs for you here. What is it exactly? To be honest, I don't really know what genre it is anymore. We wanted to make a roguelite, uh, but Super Hot, Mind Control, Delete lost any resemblance to one a long time ago. Let's just say you have gameplay similar to the original game, but the levels are much, much, much less linear. You go through sequences of areas, and if you die, you start the section again. If you succeed, more challenges unlock. We also added more enemy types, weapons, new abilities, and power-ups. It's a fully featured game complete with, com- complete with a non-existent story uh, that is waiting for you to explore and experience rather than being rammed at you at high speed like in the original Super Hot uh after more and i'm combining paragraphs here after more than a year of after more than a year and a half of development we've felt tired and decided let's stop here and look at what we have unfortunately we, we realized what we created was a monstrosity an abomination consisting of too much stuff unpolished unoptimized cryptic and confusing with no clear story or purpose our drive for more exhausted us the project became too heavy and weighed us down despite that we refused to give up and the blog post goes on to talk about then trying to get this back on the rail. It's like a really interesting, honest look that with all due respect to the PlayStation blog is not something I usually expect f- from that thing. Cause usually it's very markety, right? Of just like, Hey everybody, we're excited about this piece of DLC. But July 16th, super hot mind control. Nope. Mind control, delete mind control, delete. I'm really excited uh, about that. Yeah. I mean, I love super hot, right? Uh, blessing i have deals of the day for you but before i get to that let's talk about our sponsors i'll start with quip uh this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by quip uh let's talk about brushing our teeth 75 percent of us are using old worn out bristles that are ineffective and even more people forget to floss daily not me not tim not jen and not everybody else it's kind of funny who is using quip uh you've heard us talk about quip now i think for years and there's a reason it's a great electric toothbrush that helps you have healthy habits of course what happens is you sign up for quip they send you the electric toothbrush uh you put it in your mouth when you want to and then guess what for two minutes you brush and you brush for the full two minutes because there's a 30 second timer that pulses when it's time to ch- switch your quadrants so you get the full two minutes let me tell you brother two minutes of brushing your teeth is a lot longer than you think it is plus Every three months, they send you a refill uh, a, a refill of floss if that's what you signed up for. Toothpaste if you signed up for that. Uh, but more importantly, the new brush head with new bristles. So every three months, you're getting uh, new bristles and new toothbrush in there, which before I had a quip, I was riding out toothbrushes a lot longer than that, right? Um, you get that. It's automatically delivered. You get a new battery. It's exactly what you want. Uh, it gets you on a healthy routine. It has you taking care of your mouth. Uh, I honestly do feel it's a game changer. Uh, remember, of course, the handle is a nice uh, travel case you can put over it, but who's traveling anymore? Nobody. Nobody's traveling anymore. But you still have teeth, and you need to protect them, and that's why you should use Quip. Uh, Quip. Brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder of when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free. Uh, if you want to, if you go to quip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Uh, get quip.com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. Up next is Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for sponsoring Kind of Funny Games Daily. In Sweden, they don't shop. They Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments that make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere online from one app. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of uh, online stores in one convenient place. You can pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Uh, Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. 
get the best deals uh, with customized price drop alerts on items you've saved your wish lists. It's always good to shop smarter and save money. That's why Tim does it. And as you know, Tim is always looking for a deal. He's the one who got me on Honey. He's the one who's using Klarna right now for us. And he reports that it is easy. It is cool. And him and Gia are loving it. Uh, Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedisher way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying anything online all in one app and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's Klarna, K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish for shopping. And finally, hymns. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age 35. And once you start to notice thinning hair, it can be too late. Ladies and gentlemen, forhims.com has been very good to kind of funny, both in terms of being a sponsor forever, but more importantly to Nick and Andy. Uh, of course, Nick and Andy went to forhims.com a long, long time ago. Uh, they filled out the documents, they sent in photos, they talked to a doctor, and the doctor said, you know what? Four Hymns can help you. We're going to give you some hair loss solutions to help you uh, thicken and keep your hair. Of course, they also uh, do uh, what erectile dysfunction. They also do, uh, like I said, the hair loss stuff. Uh, they're all over this. They, this is These are prescription solutions backed by science, built around the idea that your time is precious and you also are okay to be embarrassed by certain things, even though you shouldn't be, but people get embarrassed. So you can go to fourhims.com, you fill out the stuff, you talk to a doctor uh, online, totally privately, totally confidentially, and if they say it's right for you, they can uh, prescribe you solutions that are backed by science um today hymns is giving you their best offer yet if you're not happy with your results after 90 days hymns will give you a full refund and right now my listeners can get their first visit absolutely free go to forhimscom slash games daily that's forhimscom slash games daily a uh, full refund on the price uh is available for the first 90 days supply refund requests must be made between 90 and 180 days after the product shipment is delivered uh prescription products require an online consultation with the medical professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate restrictions apply see the website for full details and important safety information remember that's for hymns.com slash games daily, daily, daily back to your deals of the day for you uh ubisoft's got one for you i'm reading from polygon right uh, if you watch ubisoft forward you can get wash dogs 2 for free all players will have to do to get their free copy of the 2016 game is watch the stream for ubisoft forward while logged into their uplay account unfortunately for console players only the pc version of the game will be offered through the promotion then Xbox has announced a new free play uh, days thing. Uh, it's back this weekend. What July today, the 9th uh, through Sunday, the 12th. You can go if you can if your Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play The Sims 4 and Citadel Forged with fire. So right there, blessing. You could go play Sims 4 right there. You know Let's what I mean? Do it. Did you know there was a, there's a knitting expansion for The Sims 4 that got released very recently? Knitting. What do you have knitting? No, I, I like. I, just, I think it's really cool. Like a whole DLC that's, that revolves around knitting. I really enjoy knitting. Like, you got a problem with that, bud? Yeah. You want to say something, I'm, I'm staying on. I'm excited about it. it There's also an like island it. expansion. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, doesn't sound like yeah. anything. You know, you oh, said now you hate islands. Like... I'm just really tired. I've been on an island um, before. What's up with yeah, that? like an island. It's an Time island. To I heard there's, I heard there's a laundry expansion. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform choice, and why you need help in a game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody hangs out together. Uh, once again, it's Mark Freeman at the Indie Boy One on Twitter. That's at the Indie Boy, the numeral one, uh, uh, setting up another kind of funny community Zoom. Thanks, everyone, who joined last week's Zoom. Uh, across the two, we totaled over 15 hours and had some really great conversations. Uh, this week, we will be doing the usual kind of funny best friend Zoom Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time, but it always goes longer. Everyone's welcome. Doesn't matter if you don't have a cam, don't want to talk, can't join till later, or can only join for 10 minutes. These are a great way to meet best friends or just connect to some people in these isolating times. As usual, the details are on my pinned tweet over at at the indie boy one at the indie boy one on twitter uh the indie boy one on twitter i'm, I'm saying the at symbol you know what i mean you know what i mean um hope to see you there mark freeman uh now we go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong hold on i want to i want to expand this tweet here hold on what is this over here now well that's fascinating Daniel Ahmad tweets out a VentureBeat article. Sony has invested $250 million for a minority stake in Fortnite maker Epic Games. Sony and Epic will broaden their collaboration. This doesn't impact Epic being able to publish on other platforms. Uh, this is Dean Takahashi at VentureBeat. 
Uh, Sony invests $250 million in Fortnite maker Epic Games. Sony has invested $250 million uh, for a minority stake in Fortnite maker Epic Games, the company announced today. Uh, with the new money, Epic Games has raised $1.83 billion to date. Uh, the company said the deal cements an already close relationship between the two companies and reinforces the shared goal to advance the state of art and technology, entertainment, and socially connected online services. This close relationship was underscored in May when Epic first showed the upcoming Unreal Engine 5 uh, graphics running on PlayStation 5. Uh, as the company itself has disclosed, Epic Games raised $1.58 billion to date in three previous funding rounds. In 2012, the company received much more money. Blah, 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 blah. Under the deal, the investment enables Sony and Epic to broaden their collaboration with Sony's portfolio of entertainment assets and technology and Epic's uh, social entertainment platform and digital ecosystem. Think Fortnite's increasing use as a so social space uh, or the Epic Game Store to create unique experiences for consumers and creators. The closing of the investment is subject to customary condi uh, closing conditions, including regulatory approvals. Epic confirmed it will still be able to publish to other platforms. As noted, Sony is acquiring only a minority stake at Epic Games and is not acquiring a controlling stake in the company. The deal is important for Sony because it needs allies in the upcoming console war. Later this year, Sony plans to launch the PlayStation 5 game console in competition with Microsoft's Xbox Series X. But Epic has said that its Unreal Engine 5 and Fortnite will work uh, with all game platforms, as Epic has generally been neutral when it comes to making cross-platform technology. If Sony gets any advantage from investing in Epic, it isn't clear from this deal. So that's breaking news right now. Obviously, as usual, Dean Takahashi, a hell of a fucking reporter. His article goes on quite a bit, but I think that's a good point to leave it right now. Obviously, we can double back to this tomorrow with more insight and things like that. But if Sony gets any advantage from investing in Epic, it isn't clear from this deal. Obviously, money. <laughs> if you're yeah. investing in the biggest fucking thing going, you're going to get some money out of it, too. Yeah, you're getting some money. And I'm sure there's like some collaboration opportunities there, too, as far as getting maybe getting PlayStation like first rights on um, expansions or events happening in Fortnite, like making all that stuff happen on PlayStation first or PlayStation and Epic game store first, mm. things like that. All right, let's get into these uh, corrections here now. All right. Uh, Ignacio Rojas says in the words of nanobiologist, Greg slaughtered the name of Nintendo's president. Greg pronounced it as uh, Shuntaro. It's Shuntaro. I fucking destroyed. Oh, like it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like Shuhei. Uh, Tayrell713 says, BuzzFeed multiplayer's Kelsey Impichi is, pro is pronounced Mpichake. Mpichak. Mpichak, maybe. You, you spell it out, but you just leave a K at the end. That's I'm too dumb for that. You should definitely have an Arcana Funny Games Daily at some point. Maybe I will, and she can explain how to say your name because I'm a big old moron. Um, breaking news from the nanobiologist. He says, pre-ordering FIFA 21 on either the PS4 or the Xbox One before FIFA 22 uh, then you can upgrade your game to the equivalent next-gen console when at no additional cost. Uh, yeah, that's not breaking news. Uh, we talked about that ahead of time, didn't we? Um, uh, I don't have, you didn't source this one, so I won't say it. Sources help me confirm what's what. Mm, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's kind of funny games daily. For the 9th, the 9th of July. Uh, we have a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games come hang out there watch it with us remember we'll be back tomorrow it'll be blessing hosting with me in the shotgun position uh yeah, remember uh, what now i just said yeah boy yeah boy uh yeah, boy. this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday variety platforms you can watch live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you can watch later youtube.com slash kind of funny games you can listen on podcast services around the globe uh, no matter where you get it thank you please consider going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can toss us a few bucks ask us questions be part of the show get the exclusive shows you can get the exclusive post show we're about to do and oh so much more ladies and gentlemen until next time we got a post show to do it's been our pleasure to serve you